Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up? Today's episode is with Robert Indrish. Now, he's a gentleman from Transylvania, and so we had a very, very fascinating conversation. We even dove into the myth of Transylvania and what that's like uh, when you grow up in Transylvania. How do you deal with the stereotypes and the, the stories that people have about Dracula? We talked about how to run several successful companies while traveling and the importance of trusting that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. When we encounter difficulties, a lot of times it's easy for us to think, woe is me, but he dives into his situation from having a lawsuit to digging himself out and what that taught him in terms of mindset. We also dealt with how to handle transition from going to a small company to a mid-sized company. And last but not least, we talked about the importance of structuring your business and paying people what they're worth. That is your accountants, your PAs, your lawyers. So if you're looking to double your business, if you're looking to understand just ways that you can build cross-cultural businesses and understand the ways to interact with people, check this episode out. Love to hear your notes at the end of the episode, but um, till then, enjoy. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, Cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's episode is with Robert Indrish. And we are going to be talking about several topics. You know, one is how to run several successful companies while traveling. Robert is someone who's built multiple profitable businesses while traveling. Um, and they've all, most of them have reached over $1 million in revenue. So we're going to be talking about what he's he's done and how he, he and his partner grew their current company from nothing to now moving into a, a space of more than 2,000 plus square feet. You know, we're going to talk about how to handle a transition from a small company into a mid-sized company, how to trust that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and what it's like to just basically move as a minority when you're not really familiar with the different cultures. So I'm really, really excited. These are all things we always talk about here. So um excited to have you on here, Robert. Thank you so much, Dayo. Pleasure is mine. Now, you have a fascinating background. It's... um you were born in Transylvania, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. So walk me through that. So you were born in Transylvania. What was your earliest memory? And then when did you start moving? Um, my earliest memory is on, on a farm. So I grew up um, watching over um, cows, uh, feeding chicken, working the land, etc. So that's, that's my upbringing. A very, very small town in Transylvania. After that, I left my parents' home when I was 14, but I, I still stayed inside the country. I just moved to a bigger a bigger city. And then I started doing all sorts of, of projects. Um, at one point, I actually was teaching astrophysics in Italy, in Rome. That was, that was quite, <laughs> quite interesting on my end. After that, um, I decided to go into the gaming industry because I was a gamer when I was younger. And so I, uh, I went to Siberia, one of the biggest, actually, I think the biggest casual gaming uh, pro, uh, producer. And so I, I stayed there. That, this, this was when I was, I think, 18 or 19. After that, I started moving across various other countries uh, around Europe, 
I also went to Latin America where I spent four or five years. I spent time I'm in the United States, and right now I'm I'm in the UK. Now, that, okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of places <laughs> you move. So you you, you got to tell me, you got to tell me what were you doing as you were moving all to all these places? What did you do to basically build rapport with people? How did you connect with people in these countries? Because I can't imagine that as you move that it was necessarily mm-hmm. as easy to just you know make friends and st- or build businesses or build yeah. connections. So what were some of the most important things yeah. that you knew that you needed to do in order to build rapport? Yeah. So something that helps a lot is to know the language. So to know the language. Uh, basically, when I went to Latin America, I, I learned Spanish. I sucked at it when I got there, but now I can say I'm fluent. I actually certified myself in B2. So that's um, that was very interesting to see how much more people open up when you speak their language. Actually, um, I, I got to speak it so well in various contexts that they didn't even realize. They just thought I had an accent, you know, like from the north or from the south, or they, they mm. couldn't really pinpoint me, but they wouldn't say I was a native. So that, that helps a lot. If you do not know their language, at least you should know one international language very, very well, mm. depending on where you go. English, in most cases, you, you can't really go wrong. But if you go, for example, to Siberia, like I have, many people there know German. For whatever strange reason, I got along there with people in German. And so that helps. But again, knowing language very well, becoming incredible at communication. So that's one of the core skills in anything you do, no matter what career you have, no matter what you want to do in life, you should be very, become very good at spoken and written English in general or the language of the country you're in. So you should, you should become very, very good at that. Um, after that, uh, also with regards to communication, you should figure other people out. So you should understand when you offended someone. You should understand when something you do, especially if it's like a a trademark of yours. Maybe you get people angry doing something and you know it because various other people told you, like your friends or family or whatever. You should make it a habit to catch yourself when you do it, say you're sorry, and then not not do it again, right? So you you should um, see what you do. So for example, something that, uh, I noticed um, would not would, would not be pleasant in many conversations that I have with people is that I'm very action oriented and not everyone is like that. So for example, I now need to salvage a relationship here with someone in the UK that uh, I met with a couple times, incredible conversations, very, very, very good, but um, I was very action oriented. I said, okay, let's Let's do this. Let's do that. And then I would follow up with them. Hey, did you manage to, to do that? I did this, right? So I was very, very active in our relationship, but I didn't realize he wasn't ready to commit as much as, as I have. So basically, um, I need to go back. I need to meet him again, ask him for a cup of coffee, um, uh, take things slower because they are like that, right? They're, they just move slower than I do. So these are the type of things you need to understand about yourself and then figure out how people are and then adapt yourself to them because at the end of the day, they're the ones that will help you get where you want to go. This is so good. And I love that you're saying that because I, I've obviously I, I have always been fascinated with cross-cultural work. It's It wasn't a choice for me because mm-hmm. I grew up that way, but the idea of really understanding the place that you're going to is so key. I love that you, you harped on that point. You said with mm-hmm. language, right? Mm-hmm. I would even add sometimes, mm-hmm. you, I always say find your connectors. So if it's sports you like, if it's music, mm-hmm. all those universal mm-hmm. languages, how mm-hmm. can you connect pe- with people across yeah. those? But the other thing that you said mm-hmm. was um, understanding how they communicate. And that that goes beyond mm-hmm. language, right? So even with this, with yeah. this uh, gentleman that you said, he doesn't like to move yeah. things as quickly as possible. So how... Do people yeah. conduct business in Germany, in England, and then work with that? Mm-hmm. Because you have to, yeah. you have to, you can't go into a country yeah. thinking, I'm Nigerian, I'm Romanian, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do this, and this has to be, this mm-hmm. has to be the way. So that's not, yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, exactly. And something that is very important, uh, everyone has, you know, their own universe, and we're just like planets revolving each, uh, around each other. And you need to understand that everyone has their own agenda. You just hop into someone's life and you might have an amazing conversation but you need to understand that tomorrow that that person has a full agenda and you can't just talk to them again maybe right and you you don't need to get offended you just 
uh, be very patient. And patience is missing in many people today. So, for example, in England, if anyone comes to England, they need to understand that business people here value their time. And in many cases, not always, but in many cases, you don't uh, just barge into someone's life and you need to um, go, how should I say, like you meet them today, then you set another meeting for or one week out, or maybe even two weeks out sometimes, real story, I had like three of those already, and and you always, or for example, right now I offered my services to someone, they accepted, but they said, let's meet uh, in three weeks because I'm fully booked until then. So imagine, that that's especially if you're talking to busy entrepreneurs, busy people, right, busy decision makers, you need to understand they have their own agenda, and you need to be malleable and um, and work around that, right, and make it work for both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> sorry, I didn't need to sneeze. But, um, it, you know, the point was so good that I, you know that that got me there. Um, but so, so then you found yourself doing this because uh, you first off you said you started in a farm in Transylvania. Before we move on, let's clear any stereotype about Transylvania right now. It is not a place where vampire <laughs> vampire lives, right? It's not. It's not true. Dracula was not from there. It's not. <laughs> I want to uh, make sure because yeah. a lot of people. It's it's in Romania. It's a place in Romania, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's Romania. So Transylvania is, uh, is like a region of, of Romania. I actually live like close to the border of Transylvania. So it takes me like, I think it's six, seven hours by car to Dracula's castle. So Dracula is a real figure. Uh, he, I, he, I, I highly doubt that he was, uh, an immortal, but, uh, in history, he was, uh, a ruler, uh, in Romania. That helped us uh, tremendously when we were fighting against uh, other other empires that wanted wanted to rule over us. So he was very very good in leaving cruel cruel messages to people. For example, it's there are like legends in Romania that say that during the time of Dracul, so Vlad Cepes is his real name. Uh, during his time, you could literally leave a sack, uh, a small you know like bag of gold on like a, a fountain and no one will take it because it would, he would be so cruel that for example, uh, if you would steal, uh, they would cut off the arm you stole with. If you would steal with both hands, like something big, he, they would cut off both your arms, right? Or whatever you would do, they would cut off that, that specific body part of yours. So, uh, he was very cruel, but, uh, he, that's, that's, I guess how he made the law back then and every other country. So if you would, come into our country unwelcome and try to like harm other people or whatever, he would literally put, um, he would literally impeach people. So he would um, take like this big tree and put it in the ground and put people on top of it. And the person that would put the, uh, the, the, let's say the attacker into that pole would need to make sure that they would not die. And that's very important. So they, they would need to impeach them in a way that they wouldn't die and they would stay there and basically bleed to death. This is very grotesque, of course. I'm sorry, but no, um, no, that, those yeah. were the type of messages. <laughs> those were the type of messages he sent. So imagine when someone like Bram Stoker came here and heard all of those stories and that he has a castle and that he was a ruler and he he would do all of those. Of course, his imagination went crazy and came up with a bunch of stories, but that is the writer, much like... Uh, much like you see Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. So, but very great, great stories uh, based in reality to, to an extent. That's, that's fascinating. Thank you for that history lesson. And, and I, I, you know, I wanted you to just talk about that because a lot of people sometimes don't actually know that Transylvania exists. I think a lot of people see the cartoon and the history yeah. of everything. And it's like, oh, that's, that's a fictional town. But it's, it's crazy. I didn't even know some of the stuff you were saying with the, that Dracul, I guess Dracul is his name. Oh, Dracul, was, yeah. Yeah, Dracul. Man. That's crazy. Okay, so now <laughs> that we've finished talking about sucking blood, let's move on to <laughs> let's let's go to um, how you've built businesses. So you're someone that's built uh, multiple profitable businesses, right? And you've done this while yep. you traveled. Um, but before I talk yep. about how you do it while you traveled, what are what are the things that you've noticed are successful in order to have you know the the profit that you need to have as a business? Mm -hmm. What do you need to put in place so that you have a solid foundation? Mm -hmm. So, um, number one, uh, many people start by themselves. So I'm not going to go into other people be because when you have profitable businesses, you need to make sure the people are amazing 
because that's uh, like the engine of everything you do. But again, I'm going to start from the very bottom where you're alone. So when you're alone, what you need to make sure is that the product or service you have is amazing. You do not want to be in the uh, client getting business, right? You need to be in the client reordering business, right? So you need to make uh, such a good product or have such a good service that clients want it again and again. And if they don't, you need to ask for their feedback. And what I suggest in doing work for free until they say, this is amazing, right? This is so good, we would pay twice the amount for it, right? And then you would work with someone else, work with someone else. If you're having issues getting clients, I suggest doing some free work. So getting a portfolio, again, if you're just starting off, getting a portfolio, getting three three people that say very good things about you and that uh, other people can call if they need a reference, etc. those help a lot. So start from there. If you need money, get a job. Literally, if you need money today, get a job and then work on your business part-time after hours, I suggest. That's that's what, what, what I find works in, in most cases. Um, entrepreneurs, there's like this fake conception that entrepreneurs are risk takers. I feel that is incorrect. I feel that the best entrepreneurs are risk mitigators. They know, uh, they crunch the numbers. They say, okay, look, I'm going to need, uh, I don't know, five months until I build up such a strong portfolio that I can actually charge whatever, $50 an hour, $20 an hour, $150 an hour, whatever I want to charge in order to make this self-sustainable for myself. Up until that, there's nothing better I can do than finding a part-time job or a full-time job or whatever to sustain myself, right? And that's what they should do. After that, when you move on to building uh, small businesses, again, that's that's the solopreneur. But when you want a small business, you need to make sure that you have very good people you work with. And many times, as we know, birds of a feather flock together. So if you want to meet very, very good people, you need to become a very, very good person. You need to look in the mirror and see what are my defects, what what do I do wrong, and how can I move move this forward? For example, a few years ago, I've um, like I think seven years ago, when just when I was starting coaching, I had one of those free clients. Again, I I pre I do what I preach, so I did have some free clients at the beginning, and I would mentor them, and I kept working with them, and they their business would grow and they would see results. But at one point, I benefited from their service, so I trusted them enough to to buy from them. And then after that, I gave them feedback, and they literally told me they got offended, and they told me, who are you to tell me if I did that right or wrong? You you don't have the experience I do. And then it, it dawned on me, this guy does not have the colleagues he wants because he is not the person that he should be, right, to to deserve people. If he cannot take feedback, or criticism, then he he cannot expect to work with people that that do that. So um, that that's something there that was very important. So a partner is inc- incredibly helpful. Every single business that I've built, I've always built with partners. So I find someone that is incredibly competent, just as much as I am, uh, on things that uh, either I'm not or I am, but I don't want to do. So for example, with Westrom. Um, I'm, uh, I have Marius, who is my, um, who is my dear friend. We know each other for many years now and we started Westrom together and he is the CTO of Westrom and he makes sure every single thing gets developed. Every task is taken, taken into consideration and so on and so forth. So that he's very, very good at on the technical side. Uh, in X27, I had, uh, Alex Berman and actually X27, um, that's an interesting story also. So for every everyone that doesn't know, Experiment 27 is a digital agency that helps other digital agencies grow their business. And just last year, we got our clients around 20, between 20 and 30 million dollars, right, worth of leads. So we're doing quite well with regards to that. And I started X27 as a, a copywriter. So Alex hired me to write uh, blog posts for him. After that, uh, we worked together, and at one point, he got uh, a job offer. And this is a very true story, and people can can relate or can follow my lead from that perspective. You can start in a company working, especially in a startup, and then uh, grow very uh, grow a lot from there. So um, at one point, he got a job offer worth six figures, 
And he came to me and, and told me, Robert, what should I do? Because I have this offer and Experiment 27 isn't generating that amount of money right now. And this is like for sure. And it's just a full time job. And not, I, I put nowhere near, I, I need to put nowhere near the amount of effort I am. So what I recommended is that he take the offer and that he let me run X27. Um, I demanded nothing for it. He just said, sure. And uh, he was amazed by, by the offer, but we, we decided to roll with it. So I basically ran the entire company on my own for three to four months up until he decided, up until we grew it and we were making already five figures a month. And then he came, came back. Oh, he, <laughs> so came, he came back, back to the, to the company. Yeah, exactly. He came back as CEO and then, uh, he gave me 30% of the company. So literally he just offered it to me. I never asked for it. He just offered it to me. Very nice of him. And then we, we continued from there. Um, and so in the first year we made a few, um, tens of thousands of dollars. After that, we made, uh, lower hundreds of thousands. After that, we made over half a million. And right now we're making, we're looking to make a million dollars this year. So over actually, we're looking to make our goal is two. Uh, hopefully we can reach two, but uh, we will definitely uh, go over one in Q1 right now. And then hopefully we'll reach two million afterwards. Yeah. So, and right now I'm the CEO, by the way. So last, uh, last year, mid last year, he made me CEO and he is literally doing nothing in the company anymore. That's, that's, <laughs> that's incredible. So let's, let's, let's peel back. First thing you said, yeah. it's very important. You create a portfolio of things. I think a lot of people overlook this. Yeah. So if it yeah. means working for free, you need to be able to have a situation where people can validate your work. So find a few yeah. people, three people, four or five people that, yeah. you know, whether you're a speaker, consultant, whatever you can work with, I'm going to workshop something with you. I'll help you out with that. All I ask for in exchange yeah. is a glowing review if you like it. And yeah. then, um, you know, possibly be a reference if other people want to do that. So then exactly. once you have that as foundation, oh, sorry, will you say something? I just said, yeah, exactly. Oh, and once oh, you have I mean, foundation, <laughs> as, as you said, you can go on to start charging. Exactly. Uh, not, not your full rate, but the bit. Okay. So, so, the, oh, so that, that's very important. So then once you have that foundation, you can then have the, you know, the ability to charge because no one wants to be able to buy from someone they can't really trust, right? So even... Exactly. If, okay. So then when you now do that, you have that they're now charging. You said something about partnerships. You said it's in, you, in particular, you launch a partnership. So you like to find like-minded people. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yes. With the uh, uh, skill sets that complement mine. Yes. Yes. Okay. So like-minded people, and then you you start to it's basically around that vision. So if you have a strength and you're in graphic design, maybe it's someone that does marketing. Maybe it's someone that that's good yeah. at website stuff, or someone's on technical end. Yeah. You start to flesh that out. What do you think about having a big picture though? Like maybe someone wants, I don't know, I want to reach X amount of people. Um, mm-hmm. How do they mm-hmm. necessarily look for people to, to, to complement that? Because I know I, I do agree with you in finding partnerships. That's how I've built a lot of my businesses. Um, but I'm curious though, the idea of finding the right partner, it's, it's not easy. It's not as easy as it sounds, right? It's tough mm-hmm. to find someone mm-hmm. that meshes with your personality well, and mm-hmm. all that. So I'm curious if yeah. you have a grand vision, say you wanted to build like the next mm-hmm. Apple, what are the yeah. ways that you can go about finding and interviewing uh, for, for fit? Uh-huh. Um, I feel that uh, many times it has nothing to do with interviewing. So I suggest if you're at the stage of finding a partner, so you're that, you, you're that, uh, incipient in the process, you're just starting out. What you should do is you should literally, um, do it on your own for a bit and then, uh, go to events or whatever. I met, for example, again, I, I met Marius mm. at college. So we were, uh, university buddies. And then I met Alex by working for him. So it shouldn't be, if it's that important as a partnership, as someone you're literally going to spread the business with, in most cases, it should be someone that you gravitate towards naturally and you, you have a, an amazing relationship with them outside of the business before the business, right? You shouldn't go and hire someone for a position. You can do that. But right. Um, right. I, 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 I never did that. Uh, for me, it was always the, the idea first, the person first, right? And then um, from there, we would build something together. Love it. Love it. Okay. No, this is good. This is good for me. Uh, good for me to hear and good for other people to, to understand. Mm-hmm. Now, you say that, that there is something 
there's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? And yeah. and that's a secret weapon for successful entrepreneurs. What do you mean by trusting there's a light at the end of the tunnel is the secret weapon? How is yeah. that the secret weapon? Um, so that um, that goes back to why most businesses fail. So in most cases, most businesses fail because uh, leadership, as in the founder or the managers or whatever, um, do not know what they should be doing, right? Or they think they know and they're doing something, but they're doing it poorly or they're, again, they're not doing what they should be doing, so the company fails. Uh, this can be... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like uh, an in industry disruptor, right? So someone that dis disrupts your your entire business model, or it can literally just be that uh, you're not good with clients or something you didn't calculate correctly. Um, business is very, very hard in general, uh, especially as an entrepreneur. You do not have stable income, only if, again, you uh, went past um, the small business. So I have a salary since two years now, and it has never budged. I always make the same amount of money, actually, more and more, every year so that's that's perfect i have like the benefit of uh, of a stable salary and at the same time i'm the business owner yeah. which is which is ama amazing and um so uh, but until that point in time what you need to know and even after that what you need to understand is that uh, you should have faith in the process so you should have faith that you might win or you might learn a lesson right Nothing is detrimental to the point that you cannot come back from, right? For example, something that happened to us last year is that we faced a lawsuit. And uh, we, we're, we're young in the sense that we don't meet that many people. But again, you should protect yourself. And we learned a lot of lessons. Now we have, I think, five different insurances on the business. And that literally means we're... Um, uh, how do unsuable? So if anyone sues us, we pay like a, we pay like a minimal fee. Um, I think it's ten thousand uh, dollars, something like that, mm. a premium. And someone might say, "Oh my God, that's a lot of money." Yes, but not if not if you're making millions. So ten ten k isn't a lot if you're making millions, and you you risk losing that. So I'd rather pay ten k and then having our lawyers, having our insurance, deal with every anything that has to do with the lawsuit. And in most cases, we're so well protected that even though someone sues us, they can't win because we have uh, various insurances that make sure that, um, that that can happen. But again, those things came because we were sued last year. And we were sued for quite a chunk of change that uh, I don't want to say, but a lot of money. Many people don't make that in their entire lifetime. And then we, we eventually brought it down to a very minimal sum uh, by working with very, very good lawyers. And those lawyers helped us a lot. They helped us understand every single thing. So we learned a lot. Even though it seemed like we're going to go bankrupt, we didn't. And we're much stronger than we ever have been as a business, right? So those are uh, very important points. Um, what I want to tell people is have faith. Uh, life um, isn't going against you. Life is happening to you. So if something bad happens to you, that means you need to learn a lesson. And bad and good are very subjective, right? It's, it's not that, um, for example, I might say, oh, my God, I'm so unlucky. Why was I sued last year? Or I can see it as, oh, my God, I'm, 
uh, I'm so lucky that I was sued and I got out of it so uh, with like paying so little amount of money at the end. I mean, even that wasn't little. For many people, it would be like a, a year's salary. But again, for our business, it wasn't that much and we could afford it without going bankrupt. So that was very, very important wow. um, on our end. Uh, the secret weapon, I feel, is maintaining sanity and also uh, always um, becoming better. So every single week, you need to make sure um, that you're doing maybe customer support better. What What's something you're not doing that you think you should be doing? Do that, right? Um, the, one of the best things you can do is ask your clients, what about our engagement you think could be better? They might tell you, well, I was kept in the dark for two or three weeks. I would have appreciated updates. Or um, I didn't really see the value in this part. And then you consider it amazingly valuable, but the perception is that it's not. So maybe you need to change the language or maybe you would ask a follow-up question. Okay, why do you think that's not valuable? And then they can literally turn your life around and say, well, we already do that. And every other person already does that. So for example, at the beginning, and this is a very concrete example, at the beginning of our lifetime, uh, of our history in X27, um, we had, for example, an account that was an accountant, right? So they were an accounting firm. And then we, we, what we do in X27 is we do marketing and our, one of our main drivers is direct outreach. And we reach out to people via, via email, via phone, LinkedIn, however we can reach out to them, basically. And then something we realized that you can only, uh, that our business model is not suited for them or how we run our business is not suitable for them because um, what happened is that we found out that every company already has accountants, which is so obvious. We all, all but we never stopped to think, Yes, you need an accountant. You need someone by default if you're going to have a company. So our model of reaching out to companies was detrimental, was flawed, because we should be reaching out um, to people that uh, are just thinking of starting a company, which doesn't work for us because we use uh, various places like LinkedIn, for example, to find people that already have a company and then reach out to those. And it's very hard to find someone that's thinking about starting a company that we can introduce to the accountants, right? So this is something that, these are the type of lessons that you learn if you start asking your clients, okay, what's what's up with this? Why aren't people replying or what's going on, right? Mm, mm. There's, uh, that's that's so good. There's a lot there to, to appeal. So mm-hmm. having that faith, first of all, is always, is always yeah. important. You said, you know, things are yeah. happening to you and not, you know, not against you. And yeah. It's important yeah. as an entrepreneur to have a very positive mindset because oftentimes maybe it's just you alone or you and a partner, you and a couple people. And if you don't have that yeah. faith in yourself or the journey, um, then yeah. it's going to be like you're fighting against like invisible force, but then against yourself as yeah. well, right? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it feels like it. And that's, that's the interesting part. It feels like you're fighting or you need to make sacrifices or that oh my God, this is so hard or what am I going to do? And it really does feel like that. I go through the same emotions and many people, there are surveys done and research done on the subject. Many people uh, try, most people actually try to either uh, push back negative emotions or uh, deal with them in a way that um, they, how should I say, uh, push it as in ignore it or deal with it in a way that uh, you just... um, Try, try to avoid it, right? So either you ignore it or you try to avoid it, the, the negative feeling. Or you ask questions like, how can I not be worried again? Or how can, what can I do to not be worried? Or what, what can I do um, for that not to happen again, etc.? It always happens. We're constantly, constantly getting better. And there's no place, almost, there's no place that you try harder to, to succeed than when you are your own boss, right? Because that tells something about you, or at least that's what you feel, right? That that describes who you are. Your success in business or your success in a multi-level marketing uh, affair or whatever it is uh, determines who you as, are as a person. And it does, it does. But you shouldn't feel bad about that because you're at the beginning of your road. Most people, when they start the business, they're 20-something, 30-something, whatever, they still have, 
50 years of their life. It doesn't mean that if you're not successful now, you won't be successful one year from now. So going back to where I started the idea from, uh, <coughs> you need to understand that um, when when I say life happens to you, I really mean it. And the negative feelings that you feel, for example, oh my God, they're going to leave the company and they're the only one there. That teaches you the lesson that you need to have everything documented. Do you have everything the other person is doing clearly documented? Is it a clear process? And then you can say, no, it's just them, who they are. Okay, then that means you need to learn. You need to become better at recruiting because if you are scared that someone leaves and then they have that specific something that just makes them take in that role, you need to figure out what that is. And you need to figure out, okay, they're just pleasant. They're just, uh, or they're very detail-oriented or they're very good speaking or they really care about the company and the values or whatever it is that makes them tick, you need to figure that out and become better in HR as in better in recruiting and hiring, right? So everything has a lesson and negative feelings only are their their warning signs. And I highly recommend the book. It's called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I literally think every single person on the planet should read that book at least 10 times, Mm. literally. And once every year, the first year you can read it twice and then once every year for 10 years. (laughs) The so success principles. it's such, yes, it's such a good book. I literally made a commitment to myself before reading the book because many mentors, many of my mentors recommended it. I said uh, it has like 60 something principles, I think. And so I made a commitment to myself to apply and make sure every principle is applied within my life before I go to the next one. Big, big mistake. Because the first principle is the hardest one to implement. So I literally stayed three weeks reading and rereading the same chapter over and over again and I could not implement it to its full extent. And then I eventually decided, okay, I'm just going to read the rest of the book and then come back <laughs> after that and try to, to apply. And I'm not going to tell you which one it is. You should buy the book and, and read it for yourself. It's very, very good. Okay, you and know, then, what, you so, know what? You're just going to make me go right now. I'm going to audible.com <laughs> right now. Wait, so it's the success. Yeah. I, I love Jack Canfield, all right? And I've read... Yeah. But you're saying this book literally yeah. changed the way you saw these things? Uh, yes, it's very, very, it's a very, very good book, and I highly recommend it. There are many other books that I recommend, uh, like, uh, like for example, you can you can read um, How to Make Friends and Influence People. I love so that. So if you want, yeah, if you want to be very successful in various other countries or in business in general, you need to read that book. Again, that's something that you need to read several times mm. and various other ones. But I can leave you a list after. If yeah, you want. absolutely. And so I'm, I'm here online here. There are two versions. I'm on Audible. I'm using the audio version here. There are two versions of like the book. There's one that's 21 hours and there's one that's six hours. I'm, I'm sure it's probably the six-hour one, but I guess the 10th anniversary edition is like this big deal. Um, and now I'm yeah. super I, I have the 10th, 10th anniversary edition. So that's the one I have. That's but I, I did have. I did start with the other one. I did start with the original. So I had the original and now I bought because um, in various places I go, I buy the book to have it physically with me. I don't travel. I don't take books with me. What I do is I give them away. Mm. So if I move, from, for example, from Mexico, I move somewhere else, I just give away those books to someone. And then in the new place I go, I buy the books again. You know what? I'm I'm getting the 10th anniversary one because um ah gosh, you got me so excited. I've been reading books this year, so I'm <laughs> on my, um last year I read 57. This year I'm on 24, um my 24th book of the year. So I I love reading books. So thank you. Um, this is something I'm going to be geek, geeking out about. Yeah. All right. So I could talk to you for hours because you're an, you're an amazing storyteller and you've got great experience. <laughs> Before we we wrap up, I, I want to give you a chance to talk about what West Rom is, um, what you do with yeah. that. And then how people can get yeah. involved with that. Beautiful. So we have um, Westrom has already become an enterprise. So we we mostly work with bigger companies, but we also have things that help uh, small companies and uh, individuals tremendously. Mm. So we have uh, three business units, as they're called. The number one is Westrom Engineering, and Westrom Engineering builds uh, specifically software, and we also sometimes help with hardware. Uh, uh, why Why not the other way around is that many times uh, businesses, uh, corporations, or even startups build the hardware themselves and they need someone on their software side. So it's just more 
uh, more e easier to find that, that type of project. So we build a lot of software, very, very complex things with machine learning, with um, data analysis, with real world capabilities like sensors, a lot, lot, of, lot of cool stuff. And we also build like uh, web apps, mobile apps, everything under the sun in terms of software. After that, we have Westrom Digital. Westrom Digital helps people with marketing. So public relations, everything that has to do with uh, increase, growing your brand, getting new clients, um, uh, events, right? Um, social media, etc. So content marketing, thought leadership, everything that has to do with that. And then the final one is Westrom University. Mm. So Westrom University, what we do there is that we help businesses uh, or individuals grow themselves. So for a business, for example, if it's a larger business, uh, for example, a bank can hire us uh, for a specific office, and then we would go to that office and help everyone there in communication or in client relations or whatever skill they think that office would uh, would value most. And then we, we have trainings with 20 people or whatever. Or something else we do is we do events. We had an event in December, uh, went very, very well. Uh, we have another a charitable event, probably it's going to be in April, um, for businesses and every single dime that we make there and we're, we're planning to make uh, thousands of dollars there is going to go to charities, to local charities. So that's something else we do. And we do one-on-one -on -one or executive coaching where, where I can help because most, most of what we do, most of what Westrom does is, has a big price tag, uh, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. We have not had million dollar projects yet but uh, i feel that either this year to, towards the end or next year we're going to start having those also because we already reached six figures so it's just a natural next step so uh, what we do uh, for smaller businesses is for example we have uh, products that they can buy one of the products is called double your business and you can literally have the double your business it's an online video course and you can buy it for like uh, 50 dollars and you can have everything you need to know um, with regards to how to double your business in the next year. Or if you buy like um, the next the next package is like uh, eighty dollars, and with that one you get a hundred marketing and sales strategies you can implement starting tomorrow to grow. So very specific strategies. And then the last package is like two hundred bucks. You can have um, how do you call it um, two full hour coaching sessions with me. So number one, at the beginning, so right when you finish the course, we hop on a call and I help you go through everything you've learned. And then one month later, we hop another call and I make sure uh, you keep track of everything and you're on the right track. So for 200 bucks, you can literally double your business uh, within one year. So that's that's something that we do. And if you want to learn more about us, you can go to westrom.com. That's W E S. ROM.com. Yeah, six letters. W-E-S-R-O-M.com. Awesome, man. That, that is a lot of things there. So I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes so people yep. can get there. Uh, I yep. definitely want to thank you for coming yep. on the show. I mean, obviously, <laughs> with your ex expertise, we'll probably have to do multiple episodes because there's so much to unpack with you. But um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you really, I mean, I we didn't even get to the the different countries dynamic and what it takes to, to, to yeah. run, do that while you travel. Um, actually, let's, yeah. let's just do that quickly before. So, uh, and then we'll yeah. end it. How did you build businesses while you were traveling? Because a lot of the audience here, they're, they're from mm -hmm. different parts of the world and they're always moving yeah. to different parts of different countries and different mm -hmm. cities. So how did yeah. you do that? Yeah. So number one, what I consider is very important is starting local and thinking global. And this is something that many, many mentors tell you. So how you start local is that you need a business somewhere. So for for example, my various businesses are headquartered in various parts of the world. So that's why even Westrom, for example, has four offices. We have one in Romania, we have one in Dublin, we have one in the UK, and we have one in the US. So that is very important because that allows you to accept money in those countries, that allows you to pay taxes, and that's very important. You should never do that. You should never avoid because it will just bite you back. And every single country, and I talk with, lawyers and uh, accountants in every country I work and every single country how the law is put that if you are found let's say you start the company now and you manage to avoid taxes for three years four years whatever 
And then in year five, they catch you that you're avoiding taxes. They can literally look in retrospect at everything you've ever done for the past 10 years. And if they catch you that you've been avoiding taxes for over for multiple years, you're literally going bankrupt because it's so it's so much that you need to pay that uh, you you probably won't be able to afford it. So you should never try to go against the law. Always work with the law, right? Break the rules, don't break the law. Okay. Mm. So what happens is to document, uh, to learn the law, learn accounting, learn those basic skills. And what you do, you just talk to lawyers, talk to accountants that you work with and pay them. Don't, don't be cheap. Pay them what, what they're asking for. You can pay them for an hour many times and they will talk with you with one and a half hours, two hours, however much you need. So you can do that and, uh, um, have a headquarters somewhere where you can accept money and then, uh, set up some systems, uh, much like Stripe or Braintree or WorldPay or various other, every country has their own and set up a system that helps you accept cards or accept money and find good accountants that help you or do your own books if, if you can. And you can use something like FreshBooks or Zero or whatever, whatever you, you think is best for you. And then if you have those things nailed down, the next best thing is having as an assistant, a PA. And in many countries, you can find assistants uh, not full-time, so just for a few hours a week or a few hours a month, and then they can help you with uh, legal stuff, like going to the bank or like doing things like that. And I have an amazing assistant. She works full-time, and I'm, I'm actually thinking of getting another one. So having two people helping me uh, full-time, so that's 80 hours a week <laughs> yeah. of people just uh, helping me run my businesses and it's very very important um and she helped me she's like a blessing because any time i, I can do some i could literally not go on vacation without her and that's very important so what we do is when she's on vacation i'm here and when i'm on vacation she she has to be uh, at at the uh, at the office or basically doing what what she needs to do and that allows me to right now be in the uk Next next week I can be in Italy if I want to and it doesn't really matter and I can conduct my businesses from my uh, computer and my phone. Wow, wow! So those things, you know, the, the PA get, getting uh, someone, to, you yeah. know, the basics, the accountant, the law lawyer, and all those type of things. Yeah. Those things, yeah. foundation, and having a headquarters. Yeah, that's um, yeah. key. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, exactly. And and these are the type of things you should invest in. You shouldn't be ignorant. of about them and that's why i say you should pay people uh, what they ask for because that's exactly how you will be treated how you treat others is how you will be treated so for example someone can hop on a call with me i charge 150 dollars an hour but in that hour i will literally any everything we talked about today imagine Teo, you can ask me okay what about that law and what about this accountant and what about this and what about that you can literally ask me anything and your business will never be the same or how how can i get uh, clients for my automotive in, uh, business or my coaching business or whatever and then i will answer all of those questions within an hour and it will help you tremendously and then i consider i should be paid for that right my time is valuable and i consider that that's something that you can get in the double your business actually so if you go to westrom.com uh, slash or backslash, I can't remember what that is, but uh, westrom.com backslash double your business. In there, you can find most of what you need to double your business and you have a special offer uh, that's like, I think 30% of the price or something like that to hop on two calls with me and get the course and get all of the PDFs and the videos that go with it so that you can uh, grow your business. Wow. Hey, it's very generous of you. I appreciate that. Uh, definitely. Once again, westrom.com. We'll put that there. As we wrap up, I, you know, I can't let you go without asking you the question I ask all my guests. My mission statement is use your, hmm. use your difference to make a difference, right? So yeah. that's the foundation of everything I do. And I like to ask all my guests the same thing. How, Robert, are you using your difference hmm. to make? I'm using my difference. Uh, and I feel my difference is that I actually care. So um, many people say they care. Uh, I actually do care. So uh, I care about people. I love people tremendously. I feel many people can have that, but I have an intrinsic um, value, uh, like a native, I don't know how to say it, but a native value to be of service to people and help and be there for others. So how I use that is, for example, um, I combine everything I learn in business and I help other people and other organizations leave an impact. Much like, for example, 
the uh, initiative that I told you about earlier, that's going to be probably in mid-April. We're going to invite, our goal is to invite 100 business owners, or not, uh, sorry, 100 businesses, or sorry, no, 100 people from various businesses, because you can have like five people from a business come. And we would put, uh, I'm going to hold a seminar um, to talk about a very specific subject on, on there. The people there will get amazing value for that. And every uh, bit of dollar amount that they invest is going to go to charities. And I think we're going to have like five charities. All of them will make money and get the funding and to, to do their impact in their world. And that's how I, I use my difference to make a difference in the world. I love it. I love it. Robert Indresh, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending this much time with us. We'll definitely make sure we send as, as many people as we can to your, web, to your website and to everything that you do. So thank you for being awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.